today. The experts say your child can now be gender Prius. Yes, yes, I'm serious. Planned Parenthood says they may have to shut down in Texas and Joe Biden touts Bidenomics because things are going really well, right? Right? We've got all of that and more coming up, but it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today, although you over there at home are likely feeling the squeeze of inflation, you know, higher gas prices, way more expensive groceries, spending hundreds of dollars per month than you did just two years ago, and just a general feeling of economic insecurity, our dementia-riddled leader, Joe Biden, is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, inexplicably taking a victory lap on, of all things, his economic record. Watch. We pay for low-wage workers has grown at the fastest rate in two decades. Wages are growing faster than inflation. Yeah, that's actually not true. Uh, and by the way, wages are down 3% and everything sucks. But all right, whatever you say, Joe. And it isn't just Biden gaslighting you on the economic instability of the country. His Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, is here to tell you that not only, you may not know this, guys, not only are your finances stable, you're actually financially comfortable here in 2023. 75% of Americans believe the economy is in poor condition. And maybe that's because, again, even though inflation rates have come down, they are still paying more. 63% uh, of people in this poll disapprove of how President Biden is handling the economy. What do you say, Secretary Ellen, to the clear majority of Americans who simply do not believe that the administration is helping them? Well, you know, Americans know best, I think, about their own personal finances. And it is important to recognize that when they're asked how are they personally doing, over 70% of Americans um, say that they're very comfortable with their financial situation. Mm -hmm. So they seem to perceive the economy uh, as a whole as doing less well than they are personally, but most Americans feel good about their own economic situation. Mm, okay, well, in other completely unrelated news, a new report shows that the homeless population in the country has experienced its largest spike on record this year, with a roughly 11% increase, marking the largest jump in over 15 years of tracked data. According to the Wall Street Journal, the surge in homelessness is primarily due to <gasps> rising housing costs and rent rising over 15% nationally since the pandemic, with the national median rent price at $2,029 or $2,029. And that, my friends, is the real Bidenomics. Here to discuss this and more, we have Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and host, I'm sorry, Blaze TV contributor and founder and owner of Ripaverse Comic, also host of For Canon's Sake, yeah. but honestly, he's got too many titles. <laughs> and I just, I get, I, I get confused sometimes. Um, also joining us, Jason Buttrell, who I'm really mad at because I don't want to spoil anything, but he already taped Glenn's show for tonight. And just saying, he dressed way nicer for Glenn Show than he did. For show. <laughs> I got out of that as fast as he I could. Literally, he just before this, he already had it on, and he took it off to come on my show. He put on like his dirty clothes to come on the News and Why It Matters. I'm not That's gonna say I used your dressing room to do that, but 
not not saying but that. You, but you <laughs> did. Um, so I, I just like the audacity of this administration to continue to lie and pretend like you, no, come on, Americans are doing great. They love the state of the country these days. They're not at all worried about their stocks, about their 401k, about their retirement investments, about, I don't know, just the U.S. dollar itself. Americans love the way things are going. Um, I really don't think that's the case. All right. Uh, I don't know how much time I got to take uh, care of this issue of inflation, but um, let's be very clear. Biden sucks. He has done absolutely uh, everything that he could, let's say, in, in his power as well as his party to exacerbate the issues that had already existed. But I'm going to just give you guys some uh, perspective here as far as what has happened, definitely when uh, they legitimized this uh, fraud uh, in, in uh, 2020, uh, or roughly around that time, whatever you want to call it, the pandemic, whatever that is, and all of the money that was fluctuating around that time. Between 2020 and, like, what, 2022, you're talking on an upward of, uh, oh, well, let's say this, most of the money supply, have been printed during that window of time, okay? That's where the inflation comes, right? And then it, <laughs> you had simultaneously the least economic activity that this country may have ever seen in modern history because, well, people weren't working because, well, in a lot of cases, it was illegal for them to do so. So you're printing money out the wazoo, the Fed in combination with the Treasury, uh, and you have low economic activity during that period of time. And because crack smokers seem to think that you could just print money, it's uh, just out of thin air and there's going to be absolutely no consequences. And then on top of the printing of the absolute the, the money, they're giving away this fake money like it's going out of style. And the Republicans were in on it, including uh, Donald Trump's crackhead ass. And I'm sorry I have to go out there and yes, y'all can be mad at me and, and, and start screaming and screeching. He was in on it, too. I'm so sick of this damn issue of inflation and economic issues and we sit up here and gripe at the table all damn long and it's like whoa it's just Biden it's just the Democrats no the Republicans were in on it too and you can sit up here and say well he had his hands tied stop bitching about the problem then that's why it's an issue it's a combination of a few different things but it's not that complicated to understand where this comes from if you want to <coughs> have this issue be resolved the harsh reality is there's nothing that the president can do. What they can do is get the hell out of the way and shut up. That's it. Stop the, these massive spending bills that they continue to uh, just say, all right, we don't have the money. The government, let me get, let me get this right. <coughs> the government, every single year, the, uh, the, the, uh, the federal government, the, uh, the Congress, if you will, sits here and negotiates and has these discussions about how much money, fiscal budgets and all of that stuff. And they every single year and the Republicans vote for it every single time. They know that they're not going to be able to account for the money. They know it. it's called deficit spending. They know it every single year. And it piles. Of course, that money goes into the debt. They understand that. And still, hey, here's another here. Here's the bills. Here, let's pass them, sign them, let's go. And then everybody's like, oh, I don't know why. Why the, why the dollar keeps getting de uh, devalued? I don't, what do you mean you don't know? It's right there and it's so obvious. But because we sit up here and play this blame game, it never gets resolved. And that's, that's what's so frustrating because for me, it's not that difficult to understand why inflation is a problem. You don't need to be an economist to understand yeah. it, but you have to accept the, uh, the, the harsh realities. And that is this welfare statism, that has to go. Right. There's this over all this spending efforts that has to go. Uh, the, the, the grant loan business that has to go that if you want to your money to actually be worth a damn, 
That all has to go. And at this rate and at this trajectory, even if you're just sitting on the money, it's being devalued actively and you're losing money just by saving. And that doesn't even make sense, but that's the truth. So, Jason, I want to get your thoughts. But, Eric, you mentioned the deficit and the debt. I don't know what you're talking about because Biden said that he is the first one to cut the federal debt by quite a large amount of money. Watch. And unlike the last president, in my first two years in office, even with all we've done, I'm the first one to cut the federal debt by $1,700,000,000. Really? $1,700,000,000 cut. Cut. Yes, I am sure that that's true. Lie. Totally. Don't go to the yes. debt clock right now. Right. Yeah. Right. It just keeps moving. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it doesn't matter everything you just said because modern monetary theory, nope. you know, Eric, that will say. It, it, what's amazing to me is how these experts continue to tell us that there's no big deal. None of this makes an, is not an issue to anyone. Meanwhile, you have regular people that are suffering. I mean, legitimately suffering on this. Um, I, that, that viral song comes to mind. That guy, I cannot remember his name, that rich men north of Richmond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, those are the voices that absolutely terrify you know, the, the experts and the elites at the top terrifies them because that is, I think Carrie Lake called it a ballad, you know, an American, a true American ballad of the time we live in right now. And it really is. People are, mm -hmm. you know, working six days a week, 12 hours a day, um, making bull crap money off of it. Um, what, what they maybe could have supported their families, you know, a few years ago, well, going back several years ago. But now because inflation is so high, as you pointed out, people can't buy normal things right. anymore. Their money does not do anything for, for people anymore. But did you see how uh, the mainstream media started attacking that guy? And the mm -hmm. song they called him a plant. Mm -hmm. They called him a. They didn't buy it. They're like, oh, he's like a conservative plant. They even set tried to associate him with QAnon, and the only thing he was pointing out was, look, we are suffering. They don't want you to know about that. You, you, that 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 message cannot get out in the public that people are suffering. There was another viral um, video that I can't remember. Maybe it was going around TikTok or whatever. But did y'all see that where people were? Um, it was just individual accounts of how they live day to day. And some people were crying in the, in, in, in the videos. They're like, I can't afford to support my family. Right. Like, I, I can't feed them, go to work for as many hours as I'm working, and then with whatever money that's left over, pay for rent. I, I, I can't do it. It was account after account after account after account. That is how the majority of Americans feel. And it's absolutely insulting to see people like Yellen say, oh, well, actually, you know, it's like 75% of the country. They feel perfectly fine. Who are you talking to? The people just in Washington, D.C.? I'm sure they agree with you. They're, 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 they're right. I mean, right. there's no business in Washington, D.C. except for what? Lawyers and lobbyists. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And they're making a ton off of our backs. Right, right. Well, and that's where, you know, the homelessness comes into play with the rise of housing costs and everything else. And this administration clearly does not care about any of that. They do not care about the average American. They do not care about what's going on in Maui, no. right? They do not care about what happened, the toxic train derailment in Ohio. They do not care about the two-year anniversary of the botched withdrawal of Af Afghanistan. They do not care about Americans outside of their little elitist bubble. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just really frustrating to see, you know, they keep touting like, oh, but we passed the Inflation Reduction Act, remember? It's called Inflation Reduction Act, so that's clearly what it does, guys. Don't look at us. It's not our fault. And that's the thing that's so frustrating about this issue because everybody, even once people start to catch up to what the actual problem is, when it comes to the solution, they're almost always, I mean, you can guarantee it. Take it to the bank. Uh, well, probably shouldn't take it there considering that it's, <laughs> it's going to be devalued there. But take it wherever you need that 
they're going to deploy the worst possible solution. And that's what happened with uh, d- during the, the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. It's like, I know you remember, Sarah. I was here and we would talk about the stimulus stuff and I'm screaming. Yeah. I'm screaming at the audience like this is the worst. I don't care what yep. just because Donald Trump's going to yep. sign off on it. Yep. This is a terrible idea. Well, we got to do something. No, you don't. Doing something sometimes. Actually, oftentimes when it comes to the government, them not doing a damn thing is the is the best thing that yeah. they can do yeah. to an already crappy situation. Well, they, but hold on, because they created the problem yes. too. So the last thing you want is them creating the solution to yeah. the problem that they created by shutting all the, the businesses down. Shut the business down, low economic activity, and then giving fake money away. Right. I mean, just I mean, of course, this is what is going to happen. I was screaming back then. I was yeah. like, "This is we're, you're going to be feeling the impact of this." Maybe for multiple decades, at minimum uh, a, a decade. And this inflationary issue is going to be a, a, a fundamental problem. But, but because folks are so short-sighted, I don't know if it's because the, how the election cycles work or whatever, people are so short-sighted, it's like, well, just give them the money, shut them up for a little bit, mm-hmm. and everything's going to be fine. And now you have everybody screwed up. Doesn't matter what economic class you're your money does not go as far as what it did before, and that's a, a a problem that was solely created by the state. Let's just let's be oh, completely yeah. honest. I, I remember watching. Uh, I think it was yeah, it was an interview on one of the cable news networks. It was probably MSNBC or whatever, and it was economists that was linked to the government somehow associated with what they were doing. And he was actually saying, right? I'll have to find the video and tweet it out later. But he goes, "What we're doing is a forced recession." During that, during the pandemic time, he goes, we're forcing the economy into, they're purposely yeah. driving us into recession mm-hmm. to keep everybody from going outside. That was the plan. And they were like, yeah, so the economy's in a dip. And remember they had those graphs where they were going to show it was going to be yeah, a massive so the rebound. Kinsians always have the graphs. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was like, I've, I've never heard of that in my lifetime. And the hubris to think that, oh yeah, it's gonna be perfectly fine for everyone. Of course, all these people have already made all their money. Yep. All these people that are making these plans for people like you and me, yep. they've already made all their money. It's like the people at the World Economic Forum. Most of them are billionaires. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're not thinking about your well-being or how you're going to climb back up that ladder and, and reflect that their stupid ass graph. <laughs> they're, not, they're not, no explanation for that whatsoever. And you're right, this is, I don't know how long, this is gonna be, would you say decades? I would say yes. I mean, for sure. It would have, I mean, what we saw, that was unlike anything we had. I need Americans to understand that. What happened during that COVID time was something like you, you will probably never see again. It was insane. I mean, again, the low economic activity. Yes, it was forced. The amount of money that was being printed at the same time and the amount of money that was being given away, that was all happening at the same time. Time. I don't know how anybody that looks at that says, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be fine. That makes all the sense. Because if you if that was a, something that could work, why don't you do it all the damn right. time? Yeah. Right. No, that was a terrible idea. Right. And I think the short sightedness is what burned people. And, oh, and by the way, I know we got to go to break, but I just want to throw this other fun fact in here. Um, that was before we started sending all of our money to Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's just, so let's just, com- the right, just compound yeah. the matter yeah. there with all the billions that we're sending to a completely other country um, that will never, well, we won't see it back. I mean, I think the Democrats have mastered laundering it through Ukraine by now, but you're not going to see it back. Um, all right, we got to go take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor. They couldn't have been more appropriately timed. Birch Gold, Birch Gold Group. So um, we've been sitting here telling you, talking about how the United States dollar is not like the most, I don't know. Certainly isn't backed by the gold, which it should be. Yeah, um, it's not a great investment. And you know this if you're looking at your IRA or your 401k every day and you're like, this doesn't look great. 
This isn't what it was like when uh, back when Donald Trump was president. Yeah, what you need to do is look into diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. So historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, high inflation, which look around you is right now. All right. So here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm not a financial advisor. Obviously, um, I'll tell you this. My family um, has done business, continued business with Birch Gold. We just uh, heavily diversified even more into gold and silver with Birch Gold just recently within the last couple of months um, because we looked at it and we decided it was right for our family. But you're not going to know until you read more about it. So Go get a free info kit on gold IRAs. Decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. You can read that free info kit by texting the word Y to 989898. Go get that free information kit. There's no obligation. There's no reason not to do it. Text the word Y to 989898. Let's talk the absolute state of the medical experts in this country. We wonder why things are going so poorly. Here you have the chief psychologist and director of mental health at UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital Gender Development Center in California. This is Dr. Diane Aronsaft. Um, I, it says that this is a woman I don't. I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, but uh, she claims that children can identify as gender minotaurs, among other terms. Yes. Um, so she says that the gender, min you may be wondering, you guys didn't ask the question, what is a gender minotaur? Do you know? Isn't that what the Harvard. guy from uh, Mortal Kombat, not Goro, the other one. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't his name like uh, the half horse, half. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, like he was half horse, man, half man, right? Yeah, he was half horse, half man. Is that a man. centaur or a minotaur? It was a centaur. Yeah, That's a what centaur. was his name? I, some, ah, man, it's gonna it's gonna hit me at some point. But he looks like that. Yeah, yeah. So you can okay, be so the guy from Mortal Kombat. It's so a part bull. bull. Yeah, it's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a yeah, part yeah, bull. Yeah, it's yeah. half bull, half man. That's yeah. a minotaur. That's a minotaur. So I don't understand the reference. Okay, well, well, you dumbass. <laughs> Let me just share it with you. Your simple mind over here doesn't understand what the medical experts already know, which is that a gender minotaur is a descriptor for the children who explain that they are one gender on the top and another on the bottom. This usually is to account for genitals at odds with the gender they know themselves to be. Yes, and also there's another one of my favorites there, gender Prius, which... Is that like a car? No, you idiot. That's the male or female car. I can't believe I'm dealing with such a small mind here on the program. So no, because if you weren't so stupid, you would understand, Jason, that gender Prius obviously means you're half girl and half boy. And it was invented by a school-aged child, which you're already like, oh, good. We've got the gender terms being invented by school-aged children. What could possibly go wrong in this country? Who, from the front, looked like any boy in basketball shorts, tank top, and basketball sneakers, and from the back, had a long blonde braid tied at the end with a bright pink bow. You see, I'm a Prius, a boy in the front, a girl in the back, a hybrid. Yes. <laughs> Gosh. That's a... That's a thing. And so yeah, he, she says. Motaro, that's his name for more of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> He's over there looking it up. I, I, I wasn't even listening to the I was I, I was like, I got to remember what the hell is from Mortal Kombat. That is so funny. That's his name. So these are the experts that are at these gender clinics uh, around the country. And I want to play for you a little bit of this just wonderful woman, Diane, Dr. Diane. Here's Dr. Diane uh, explaining that uh, what the cure is for gender dysphoria. Watch. 
gender may be the cure rather than the disease that heretofore was often thought of. Sorry, what? Next slide. This means for all of us who are at this webinar and beyond us, it is the responsibility of health professionals to cure this disease by getting involved in the community this, she's to literally ensure just saying gender words. health for all. This doesn't mean And anything. it doesn't mean people have to march in protests. Gender health. They have to be able to both provide and speak up about quality care for gender expansive and transgender children and adolescents. Okay, so literally that's that's just word salad. She's just saying a bunch of big words and trying to sound verbose and putting them all together and being like, I'm smart, look at me, I have a medical degree. I wanna play for you guys one more clip here uh, of her talking about being able to tell if uh, a baby is transgender, watch. So let me give you an example. I have a colleague who's transgender and there is a video of him as a toddler, so he, uh, was assigned female at birth. There's a video of him as a toddler tearing barrettes out of then her hair and throwing them on the ground oh. and sobbing. That's a gender message. And when it happens not just once or twice or three times, uh -huh. that's a gender message. Sometimes oh. kids between the age of one and two with beginning language will say, I boy, when you say girl. Those two words, I boy. That's not a pre-verbal, but an er early verbal message. It's, and sometimes there is an urge, the tendency to say, well, honey, no, you're a girl because little girls have vaginas and you have a vagina, so yes, you're a girl. Yes, correct. And then when they get a little older, you hear them say, did you not listen to me? Oh I said, I am a boy with a vagina. Okay, but they can't say that between one and two. This woman but they can is... show you about what they want to play with. And if they feel uncomfortable about how you are responding to them and their gender, if you're misgendering them. <clears throat> I, um, I'm trying really hard not to use the swear jar. <laughs> this woman is like, like we should institutionalize her, I think. This woman is... Crazy. Sorry, I tried. I tried. Okay. Not very hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know. Like, you, well, you may have a tendency as a parent to tell your child if they have a vagina that they're a girl, but you should actually listen to the toddler who literally throws fits about every single thing you could imagine. If they're throwing a fit about a barrette in their hair, they must actually be a boy. You're not, she's not crazy. She knows exactly what she's doing. Um, what is it? What, what what kind of random social issue can we get out of a toddler that just throws themselves in the floor at the grocery store and starts rolling around <laughs> screaming at the top of their lungs? <laughs> That's what, I'm saying. what kind of social issue when your two-year-old wants to eat the dog food? Right. When you, you tell them, no, no, don't eat the dog. What are they? What social issue can we get out of that? The dogs. The point is, there's no social issue from a two-year-old. This is ridiculous. And I, and to my point, she knows exactly what she's doing. What they're doing is, and I've said this before, they're they're. They're, t they're 
they're Marxists. All, they're, they're all Marxists, however you want to call them. Maybe, maybe some of them aren't Marxists. They're just all about this big, you know, societal revolution that they want to change. But that's all it is. They, t- they took class warfare and they threw that out the window because that's been done before. You can't keep doing that. So now what do they do? Well, now it's like racial warfare, right? We all hate each other and we all got to separate from each other. Um, it's, or it's the, you know, LGBT, elemental P stuff. They're like, oh, that's, that's the social area where you need your revolution, you know? Constantly keep us in a state of revolution. That's what this is all about. And the most sinister part of it is they're going after children mm. on it. At least Karl Marx had the decency not to go after little children. I, I think maybe he did. I don't know, but I mean, at least not on the surface area. At least they, they were like looking at workers. You know, workers of the world unite. Now they're going after two-year-olds mm-hmm. to try and get their ridiculous, sadistic political message through. It's insane. Disgusting. Well, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're using children as a as a vehicle, as um, the socialistic type weirdos often have historically done. Um, and they use various classes of people, and to your point, and this is kind of more focused on younger folk, to as their vehicle to promote whatever nonsense it is that they want to promote. And often these are very innocent parties, right? Um, they're parties that don't know better, um, should know better. Um, in some cases like this, they literally can't. They don't have the capacity that they're one year old right. to, to possibly conceptualize these uh, these types of things. But for them, it goes to show, at least for me, actually, how crazy things have gotten where people are in the medical institutions are so confident in using terms like trans kids and all of this sort of moronic sort of messaging, uh, criminal messaging, if you will. Mm -hmm. And they feel no backlash because of it. Right. And, and, and that goes to show the cultural rot. I've brought that up on the show many times, how far we have fallen where people can get out there on a freaking podium. You know, usually weird stuff like that. It's it's like kind of, you know, kind of under, under under the ground, under the surface, if you will. With this, it's like, no, we're on a literally on a podium saying that this is a thing, saying that your kids can transit, should be given some sort of at some sort of age, should be given some some medication to prevent them from uh, going through puberty the natural way, or in, in a lot of cases, which is insane again, because they're confident they've gotten away with actually going through with irreversible surgeries, right, to young people. And they say that with all the confidence in the world because they understand that there's not gonna be any sort of backlash. So to me, that's a metric to the American people. If you want to know, when we sit up here and talk, all oh, the old days were better, yeah, they were, because at least everybody seemed to know, and the ones that didn't know kept it under wraps contained because they knew that they probably would have to bare knuckle box in the event that you would say something like children right. should be able to transition. Like that would have got someone punched in the face yeah. for, for a lot less than that. But here we are now. Your medical institutions all uh, in on it and promoting. Actually, they're the ones leading the charge on this. Yep. You talk about decades of, of damage. You know, we were talking about economic before. Think about what this is doing to an entire generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're already suffering. Uh, you might have covered this earlier earlier in the week, but you know, record amounts of suicide just skyrocketing. And again, you can look at that 
as an economic part because their lives are getting destroyed that way, but also our children now. I mean, and they're going through the system right now in public schools where they're getting indoctrinated for this. Yeah. We're already seeing people come out like 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 uh, Chloe Cole. Chloe Cole, yeah. yeah. People like her coming out and be like, uh, this destroyed my life. Right. And they're getting very, now, I mean, that, but that's nothing compared to the thousands that are, I mean, tens of hundreds of thousands of kids that are getting this in elementary school. Mm-hmm. They're going to think that there's something they're not and once they get into, you know, 18, 19, and their, their lives are destroyed. And their body parts are cut off. And that they can never recover from. Mm-hmm. That's what they're setting up. Do they, there's absolutely no shame. There's, no. And there's, yeah, there's probably going to be no accountability for these people. Because uh-huh. they're the experts, yep. right? Ugh. I know. It's, it's really frightening. Um, okay. On that note, we got to take a quick break, but we want to thank our sponsor, Tommy John. So um, what you need right now, it is still swell. I don't know. Maybe you're in some place where it's cool. We're not. And by the way, we were just uh, in Florida, and I thought that it was hot in Texas. Holy crap. With the humidity in Florida, we would go outside, and we were sweating within like five seconds. It's just like drenched in sweat. So if you are still not particularly enjoying summer, might I suggest that uh, you try to keep cool with Tommy John. They've got they've got underwear for men. I think that's where they kind of made their start. So I hear rave reviews about it from my husband. Apparently it's the most comfortable underwear that he's ever worn. But I believe that because I have their loungewear. I have their sports bras. I have, I'm going to be a little bit, can I be personal or not? This is an underwear commercial. Can I be personal? Oh, please, girl. Their thongs are the most <laughs> comfortable thongs I've ever worn. It's not like your butt is being flossed. It's actually it's so comfortable. You don't feel it. It's lightweight. It's breathable. Um, and apparently it's got four times the stretch of competing brands that keep you seven degrees cooler than cotton. So I'm telling you, you need a pair of Tommy Johns. You're going to think I'm overreacting. You're going to think I'm being dramatic. And you're going to buy some. And you're going to be like, well, Sarah was right. It actually is that much more comfortable than any of the other products that I've ever worn. So you need to go to tommyjohn.com slash y. Get 20% off your order, off your first order right now at tommyjohn.com slash y. See site for details. The state of Texas is suing Planned Parenthood. And guys, I'm really sorry I didn't bring Kleenex for this That's segment. Sad. I'm sorry. So to, sad. I'm sorry to inform you that Planned Parenthood is very concerned that if Texas wins, they may go out of business. Okay. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a hard time for Planned Parenthood. Um, so the lawsuit alleges that Planned Parenthood wrongfully accepted payment from Medicaid during a time when the state was suing to end those funds. So what happened? This was. Way back in December 2016, uh, Texas notified them that they would end Medicaid payments to the organization. They sued. They got a federal court to agree with it, which allowed it to continue Medicaid. But then eventually the Fifth Circuit reversed that ruling and it was upheld, um, this initial end to Medicaid payments in 2021. So the lawsuit alleges that you guys just received all this money from 2017 all the way through 2021 that you did not. Like, we won the case. You were not supposed to receive that money. All the money that you received is fraudulent, and you need to pay it back, and it's $17 million in reimbursed funds. So we'll see what happens, but I know you guys would be really broken up, really, really broken (laughs) up to hear that Planned Parenthood could be in jeopardy. All those babies. Well, All those babies that could be 
saved and yeah. live? Well, the, oh, ar- the argument the that they're going to make, as they do all the time with Planned Parenthood, is, oh, well, look about uh, what about the other things it is that they provide for these uh, communities, as if for one, Planned Parenthood is the only damn place around, or uh, more, more, I guess, uh, accurately putting it, as if that's really not the driving force, abortion, that being, uh, for Planned Parenthood and what it is that they, they, they do. Look, I, I, we talk about this subject matter, and I'm still like, the fact that they receive any damn money from the government is Disgusting. like why you know that that's even a thing but unfortunately it is and i have a problem with that yeah. i think everybody should have a a problem with that even if you are on the opposite side of me on this uh baby killing which i don't know why you would be on the opposite side uh, of me of that but why in the hell are they getting any Mm-hmm. Medicaid, any. I don't care if it's a dime and anything. Why are they getting any money mm-hmm. uh, to to uh, to operate? If we have all these geniuses and uh, I guess these rich folk in Hollywood and all that, why don't y'all subsidize Planned Parenthood? Seventeen million yeah. that they need to do whatever it is that they need to do. Yeah, uh, this is hilarious. <laughs> I hope it does. I hope it does force them to shut down. It'd be amazing. Um, but I think this is a perfect example of what everyone on the right should be doing right now. Um, right now, there are more Republican attorney generals than there are Democrat attorney generals. What are we seeing right now that the left is doing against the former president of the United States? Um, any other, pick, pick uh, you know, a, a politician that they don't like or even a media person that they don't like, they're using the law. They're using the Department of Justice. Um, they've completely perverted the Department of Justice. They're just doing it to go after uh, anyone that doesn't agree with them or they don't agree with because they can. Um, right now, the reason that they're feeling so emboldened to do that is because there is no, uh, you know, what, what do they call it? Uh, there is no mutually assured destruction um, in this arena. They know that we're not going to do it. Why? Because we don't want to pervert the Department of Justice. We want it to work as intended. That's got to go away. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say, but that's got to go away. If you are a Republican attorney general, if you are a Republican prosecutor, if you are a district attorney, you need to start looking. Pick whatever left-wing uh, entity that is in your state, in your county, city, whatever, and prosecute them for something. But that's what? the thing. See, yeah, for, start for, prosecuting. Uh, give it to him. But that's the thing, though. Like... You don't even you're I don't think you would be if you claim to value liberty. I don't even think you would be out of pocket to go out of your way because that's the one thing that you I, to me. I think that's the card that it is that you play. If you are going to play this whole statism card, I don't know, going out after people's money to me. That's fair game to what it is that you claim to believe in. Why in the hell is uh, Medicaid be, or any sort of institution funding Planned Parenthood? I don't think that has to do with perversion or anything. It's more of like, yeah, we probably shouldn't be doing that. And that's right in line with the values it is that you claim to adopt. I'd argue that you should that, that should have been maybe what you were leading with all of these people that are in these sort of government positions. Instead of using the quote unquote law to sit up here and play this sort of uh, game of charade, how about you actually utilize it to somehow get the government out the way, allow people to keep more of their funding. Like to me, this is you don't even have to pervert pervert anything. Just do it. Go for it. And to your point, I mean, I made this point about conservatives v v uh, the left in this country. Anyway, you're playing a rigged game. These guys don't care about the rules, man. So you can sit up for a high and mighty. Oh, we 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 we're better than that. We don't do that. They're gonna kick you. Sw- 
in the nuts, mm-hmm. right? That's what's, that's how they play. That's the game they play, and they take advantage of your values. It's like what, what these uh, leftist atheists, for example, use try to use the gospel against you knowing they don't believe in that because they look at it like, I want to hold you to a different standard based on rules that I don't have to abide by. Mm-hmm. So once you start looking at the arena through that lens, then you're like, okay, if that's the game we're going to play, then let's play it. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of fear. Mm-hmm. It's like like right now, they, they, they should be impeaching President Biden. Yes. They should do it. Yes. I don't care. You don't have a strong case right now, even though I don't know how you couldn't. You could easily They have a Rico much case. stronger case than they ever did against Donald Trump for a stupid phone call. Oh, absolutely. And then just, you could drag him through the process. Yep. If anything, just that. If you know that it's not going to happen, drag him through the process. Yeah. Stall the rest of his presidency out, because that's what they did to you. Yep, so exactly. do it back to them until they realize... Oh, crap, there are consequences for stepping out of line here. Maybe we should pull back. Exactly. It's got to start. Exactly. Um, In other words, hey, Kevin McCarthy, grow some balls. Uh, We've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Moink. So um, I don't know if you guys realize this, but 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company. It's owned by the Chinese, and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China but you're going to find it in your grocery aisle every day. So if that doesn't sound very appetizing to you, if you maybe have some questions about that, maybe that's not something you'd like to ingest in your body and you want clean meat, might I suggest that you try Moink. Uh, they deliver grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to your door, and Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did. Moink meat tastes like it should because we all know the family farm does it better. Um, my family, I, look, I don't know what I would do without Moink because um, uh, my boys, they just, they, they just eat. They just eat all the time, and they love Moink meat. They eat their weight in Moink bacon. We throw Moink fillets on the grill all the time, and they are always the best fillets we have ever had. So keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com news. You can pick whichever meats you want uh, so you know that it's going to be something you're going to enjoy. And listeners of the show are going to get free ground beef for a year. That is one year of the best ground beef you'll ever taste, but it's only for a limited time, so don't sleep on it. It's moinkbox.com news. That is M-O-I-N-K box.com news. Those of you watching on YouTube, listen up. YouTube announced yesterday a new policy framework to crack down on medical misinformation posted by users on its platform. They said that they will remove content that contradicts health authority guidance on the prevention and transmission of specific health conditions and on the safety and efficacy of approved vaccines. For example, this encompasses content that promotes a harmful substance for disease prevention. It says that um, basically if you don't agree with uh, the World Health Organization and other global health entities that you will be removed, your content will be removed. Um, So they don't want people to know that the COVID-19 vaccine doesn't work, that the COVID-19 vaccine uh, is killing people. They don't want you to know that uh, vaccines actually might cause autism. And they definitely don't want you to know that you should be taking vitamin D and it will make you far less likely to even get COVID. Oh, by the way, the vaccine schedule in America that you are currently giving to your children has actually never been tested in conjunction with one another. All the shots that you're giving them at once, those have never been tested together at the same time. But you won't hear that from the World Health Organization. So, I'm not sure who I'm even talking to right now other than Blaze TV subscribers. <laughs> That's about it. It's the only people out there will allow. Look, 
as the back-to-back champion, strike removal champion. Um, <laughs> I'm already making zero dollars off of YouTube, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I mean, screw it. Well, I feel you on that. <laughs> it, it's uh, these guys, man. They first they the other day, or like I guess a couple of months ago, they were saying they were going back on that. And now they seem to go be going back. For, I don't know if they got to miss some messaging incorrect or something with the WHO, but that's the ones that they always said that you have to listen to, despite them getting it completely incorrect. I remember one of my first takedowns was actually me going through data directly from the WHO mm-hmm. that was published by Johnny Anitas. Mm-hmm. And they got, that got me in trouble because it was saying what it said. <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait a minute. And then when I proved that, of course, they took my strike uh, uh, down. But, man, um, I, I'm getting a kick out of them. Uh, YouTube, that is, Twitch, and others, uh, these video platforms, uh, streaming platforms, just kind of doing themselves in. And the rise for alternative media, people are paying more attention on it. Uh, Twitch right now is uh, in a big rivalry with Kick, losing a lot of talent to Kick. We know what's going on with the Rumbles, the Odysseys, and all that with uh, with YouTube, and really doing stuff like this incentivizes people to look elsewhere. Um, this reminds me of, uh, I remember right, right when the pandemic came out, we were doing that this we did this show on event 201 you, you know mm-hmm. that so event 201 was basically the pandemic war game and it was what a three months before the pandemic actually hit and um we never said that you know they knew it was coming and all that stuff just that they were making plans to if when the pa- uh, pandemic came all true all, all true all factually verifiable right. yeah so they were like how do we pl- how do we plan for this well one of the things that they had planned for was having one central localized source of information mm-hmm. And they had members of big tech, they had members of uh, the mainstream media all in attendance. Mm -hmm. So this was what they had planned from the get-go. The pandemic just amplified everything and gave them exactly what they wanted. So now they've got all of, they had all the planning before, they've had real world experience, and now they're doubling down on, and that's what central planners and big government does. You know, mm-hmm. they'll take a crisis, um, take away that. Uh, that's, that's what a literal false a, flag is. Yep. That's right. What yep. it's actually not. Not like oh, you know, government planned something. It's more of they took something and they knew it. Uh, they used it to their advantage, and they either could have prevented it, decided not to, uh, because they wanted to utilize this for their own personal sort of right. gain. That's what they've historically done, and that's exactly what it is. So whether you thought they caused it or not, effectively, it's the same damn thing. You know what I mean? It's we get screwed over and they're using that to their advantage to push whatever nonsense it is that they that they want and uh that that pandemic was i mean i was set up right there for them you know what i mean oh, that was yeah. perfect for them mm-hmm. um oh by the way if you want to know what we actually said right there um you're probably going to want to make sure that you're subscribed to blaze tv uh you can use promo code news for some savings guys this is it's getting pretty scary i know we're, we're talking about youtube right now but Glenn's entire podcast collection was just removed from Apple Podcasts for no apparent reason. They haven't given him a reason yet. No. So The email that I saw, it said the podcast was removed because of an issue. An issue. And it had, the issue had to be resolved. Well, they, they haven't told us what the issue is. How can we even resolve it? We, right. we already know. Like, we've already seen disclosures that the government's colluding directly with organizations like Was Facebook the most recent one? I think it was Facebook. Probably. We know they, for a fact, they did it with Twitter. We know for a fact they did it with Twitter. I mean, this is only going to get worse. Right. It's snowballing. and Pretty soon there will be a minister of information. That's the only place you can get your your news from. You'll have to look to them for them to tell you what's going on or what everything means. Bull crap. Yeah. So it really is important that if if you can, make sure that you uh, get a Blaze TV subscription. We're not sure how much longer we're going to be allowed to be around and not rounded up into re-education camps. Got to go. We'll be right back.
Well, according to an Australian TikToker, there are too many American flags in America. Watch. I'm just going to say it. There are too many American flags. Like, they're on houses, they're on cars, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. saw them on couch cushions. Like, I don't know who's making these American flags, but they'd be making a bloody fortune. And, like, you're the only country that I know that does this. Like... The only time I think I've ever seen an Australian flag is like on the Harbour Bridge. Could not tell you what it looks like. Like I know it's like blue and it's got some stars on it. But I, I think I could draw the American flag from memory. Good. Like, I think I could make a bloody sculpture out of it. That's how many times I've seen it. It's enough. Let's pull back on it, okay? Let's stay humble. Um, maybe since you've memorized what it looks like, you can draw it while your ass is on the plane to go back to Australia where you belong because we don't need you here. She's clearly never been to the UK. That stupid flag is Yeah, that, they that do flag have that everywhere. 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 I don't know what she was talking about. <laughs> Not even just that. Uh, pretty much almost everywhere else. Yeah. They're just rocking her flag. That's what it is. So stupid. Our children are doomed. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.